0: Do you find yourself tempted to compare yourself with others or your family with others? This is the topic of today's episode. Welcome, everyone, to the Dorenda Wilson Podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, oh, excuse me, 10, (laughs) and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, 31 Days in God's Word. You can find all three of those books on Amazon. You can also find them at um, my website, DorindaWilson.com, and you can find The 4-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. Also, I have a free digital download just for you. It's a devotional that I wrote specifically to accompany The 4-Hour School Day. And so, in it, I just talk about just different ways to process homeschooling. In other words, you know, we're kind of at the end of the homeschooling year. Some of us homeschool year round, some of us don't, but you know, a lot of us are thinking about next year. And there's always just some good questions that we need to go back to, um, to to sort of reorient ourselves to our purpose. Why are we homeschooling? What direction are we going? And why are we going that direction? All of that. So I do that in this little devotional and you can have it for free if you just subscribe to my monthly email newsletter. I will not blow up your box. Um, Quite frankly, I am lucky if I get out one newsletter a week. And um, apologies to all of you out there who get a newsletter but haven't seen a newsletter in quite a while. It's been a busy conference season. It has been so good and so fruitful. It has been so much fun to be at these different conferences and just ministering to uh, families in real life. My husband and I have really enjoyed it. And if you have a favorite homeschool conference that you like to attend and you'd like to see us there next year, this is the time of year to reach out to the leaders of your conference whether it's state conference or whatever conference you go to, and let them know that you would like me to come and speak. Um, Because honestly, uh, I do send out a speaker packet um, to some or all of them and just see what comes back. I prayerfully do that. But if they hear from you, that is really actually who they want to hear from. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that they're meeting the needs of their families. And so if you believe that me speaking at your conference would be a blessing, please reach out to them and just let them know. And it's great if um, more than one of you do that. So if that's something that God lays on your heart, wonderful. If not, totally fine. I just want to be where God has called me to be. So as I've been traveling and talking to moms, talking to parents. um, It's kind of brought me back to just some of the daily struggles that we all have um, that are just kind of ongoing. And this is why I've been talking about um, feeling inadequate. That was one of my more recent ones, talking about teaching our kids timeliness. Um, I'm I'm thinking about doing, this one is on comparisons. Um, I want to do another one um, on a couple other topics that that are just kind of like that ongoing struggle that we all have because I think it's important for us to for me to address those because it's it's it it affects our everyday lives um and being reminded of it myself of uh, these things myself is also good because I'm still a bit in the trenches as well so um just having our son um that was recently diagnosed with autism and just some of the challenges that he's had. It's really put me back in that, you know, that spot of, gosh, can I do this? What are the things I've always stood on as I've raised and homeschooled the rest of our kids? I'm going back to those things because they are solid principles from God's word. And it's going to be no different today as we talk about comparisons. But before I dive into that, there's a couple other things I want you to know about. Um, I am going to be at um, the Schooling at Home Symposium in Prosser, Washington. So my brother and sister-in-law are putting this uh, little event on. So if you are in the area, um, I'm going to include a link in the show notes for you to go check that out. Um, it's just a one-day event, and um, I think it's from like 10 to 3 or 10 to 4 or something like that. So if that's something that you would like to uh, come to, I would be uh, just happy to see you there. Wonderful to meet you in real life. So I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. I will also leave a link in the show notes to CTC Math. You guys know I've been talking about CTC for a while now. I just want to share a quick testimony. I now have a son. This is a, a mom talking that I have a son on CTC Math. He is my oldest of five and he loves it. He told me he likes that he can move move on faster than our previous material allowed. This also has freed me up for 20 minutes to spend more focused time with my two and three-year-olds. This is fantastic. Thank you for telling your podcast listeners about CTC Math. I can already tell this will be very helpful for us. And I've received other emails from other moms as well. So if you're thinking about or just want to check out another math option, or if you're really in need of one, go to ctcmath.com, that's ctcmath.com. You can actually um, engage in a free trial, which I love because I like being able to see how everything works before I commit. And so I hope you'll go check that out. I w- Again, I will leave a link in the show notes. All right, so let's talk about this temptation that we all have to compare ourselves with others or compare our family with others. Um Let's just start again, like I always like to do, by defining what I mean by comparisons. So comparisons are the act of comparing or the process of being compared. We do this a lot in our own heads without even realize we're doing realizing we're doing it. Um, a statement or estimate of similarities and differences, the quality of being similar or equivalent, likeness. So this is all about sort of analyzing um, kind of from our own perspective, maybe how we're measuring up. And so I think that one of, that is one of the main reasons that we compare is because we want to be assured that we're measuring up. So it's, it's, it's a, it's sometimes like a measuring stick. Um, I also talk about this when I talk about performance. And comparisons are a type of performance measuring stick. And the problem with that, performance can be a good thing in terms of being fruitful, being diligent, um, getting good results, that kind of thing. But it becomes problematic when we lose purpose. So if we can maybe flip those around and make purpose the measuring stick instead of performance, that's a whole other dynamic. Um, I think it removes a lot of temptations toward things that are not helpful to us or our children or our husbands or our marriages. So our measuring stick needs to be purpose. And our purpose isn't found by looking at others but really, rather by looking to God for wisdom, orienting ourselves toward Him, and keeping our focus on Him. Now, I'm not saying that we can't learn from others, but I think we cross over that line much quicker than we realize, and we just need to be careful. And that's why I'm having this, uh, doing this episode today, because I want to really drill down on what is comparison. And, and what does the scripture say about comparing ourselves um, to each other or to others? Again, we can learn from each other. I think that's very important. You look at Titus 2 that talks about older women teaching the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be busy at home, where to set examples. Um, but this isn't about comparing. This is about learning. So that's a very different thing. But Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 it says to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, to lean not on our own understanding in all our ways acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. And then it goes on to say, do not be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and shun evil. This will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. The kind of anxiety that can come from constantly comparing ourselves to others or comparing ourselves. Um, to people in very different situations can literally cause health problems because it causes this anxiety that eventually sort of, um, you know, it, it shows itself through this bodily anxiety and just and, and deteriorating health. And so it really is something that deserves. So let's take some time now to dig into what God's word has to say And you know what God says about his own word? I always said this to our kids because, you know, sometimes it's hard for them to pay attention when we're reading the Bible, but we do it out of obedience to God because He says these are not just words, they are your life. So life is in the Word of God. And so we want to speak life into our own hearts. We want to speak life into the hearts of our children and our families, our husbands. So let's, um, we're going to go, actually, we're going to start with the passage that immediately came to mind when I decided to talk about this, and it's in 2 Corinthians, I think it's 10, I just realized I didn't note the chapter, but I'll put uh, the scripture references in the show notes. But I'll give you the setting first. Some influential Corinthians had begun to compare Saul with some other quote-unquote apostles and found Paul to actually be lacking Um, But then Paul took it, and he addressed it directly by refusing to compare himself to his opponents on their shabby terms of self-boasting and self-promotion. And it's here where he said, we do not dare uh, to classify or compare ourselves with someone, with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the sphere of service God Himself has assigned us to. You hear that? The point of this passage, and you can read it in full, but the point of the passage is that it is the Lord's judgment that is final and will set aside every human judgment. Paul's only claims are based on God's purposes and on what God has done. Moms, the message here is that God has us limited to what he has put in front of us. So we're not parenting other people's children. We're not homeschooling other people's children. We're homeschooling and parenting the children God has given us. So we need to not boast be looking to boast beyond proper limits, but confine our boasting to the sphere of service that God himself has assigned us to. So God isn't saying we can't be proud of ourselves or um, thankful for the way that God has equipped us to do this work in front of us and for be diligent and for a job well done. He's basically saying, <clears throat> let's stay focused on our own backyard, not comparing ourselves with others on either end of the spectrum, because there's two ditches. So we can compare ourselves with others and think of ourselves as better than others, and we can compare ourselves with others and think of ourselves not as good as others. So there's two ditches there, and the enemy doesn't care which one you're in as long as you're in a ditch. So we want to um, keep our judgment before God and God alone, and Um, towards his purposes and what he is doing in our families. So um, it goes on in that passage to verse 17 and 18, but let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. So when God is commending us, we can be joyful about that. That is absolutely, totally fine seeing good fruit in your children. But this is between us and the Lord. This isn't something we're going out and blasting to other people. Um, We can, it can certainly be an encouragement to others and it can be worded and timed in a way that it is just that. But we need to be careful that we are really just, we are looking for the approval of God, not man. Because if we are oriented that way, God is going to give us wisdom as to what to share, when to share, and how to share it. But the point is, when it comes to comparisons, we need to be looking for the approval of God, not man. But unfortunately, the temptation to fear man over God is a very real one that is constant, and the enemy uses it continuously, this temptation. He'll use it in a variety of ways, but it is the same temptation. And so we have to be wise women of God and recognize when we are faced with this temptation. And when we are comparing ourselves with others, we um, typically are um, engaging in the fear of man. We are putting man's approval above God's. So let's read some scriptures. That talk about this. Proverbs 29 25 says, The fear of man is a snare, but those who trust in the Lord will be kept safe. So, safe from what, moms? Well, all kinds of distractions and poor decisions. Now, have you ever found yourself on that slippery slope of comparing? I have. And I mentioned before, there are two ditches the ditch where we feel like we might be better than someone when we compare, or when we feel like someone else is better than we are. They are both ditches. And only the fear of God can deliver us from the fear of man, okay? Let let me just clarify what I mean when I say fear of God, because some of you might not quite understand what that phrase means. But when the Bible refers to the fear of the Lord, it means having a deep respect, reverence, and awe for God's power and authority. Rather than causing someone to be afraid of God, a proper fear of the Lord leads one to love him. So this is about love. This is about that that verse that says, perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment, okay? We're no longer under this law of punishment because of what Jesus did for us. And so fearing the Lord, is just like i said having that deep respect that reverence and that awe for god's power and authority so we're basically saying that we care more about what god says than what man says that is fearing the lord proverbs 9:10 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy one is insight so when we find ourselves comparing ourselves to others and then we say no we're not going to do that i'm going to fear the lord above man That's the beginning of wisdom. That's when God begins to pour out wisdom on us as we make his opinion more important than anyone else's. And what does that look like? To me, that looks like I'm going to look to the Lord and say, God, what do you have for me? What do you have for our family? And walk in obedience to that, no matter what it looks like to anyone else. And then it goes on to say the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So as we get to know the Lord, we have more and more and more insight. So our focus is Him. Proverbs 6.24 says, And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God, for our good always, that He might preserve us alive as we are this day. So it's a preservation to us to fear the lord and psalm 111 verse 10 the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom all those who practice it have good understanding proverbs 10:27 the fear of the lord prolongs life but the years of the wicked will be short proverbs 19:23 the fear of the lord leads to life and whoever has it rests satisfied he will not be visited by harm. So you hear that two things there. We can actually rest. We can be content. We can be like that sheep that David talks about who lays down in green pastures when we have the fear of the Lord. This leads to life, not death. And it it leads us to satisfaction, to contentment. And then it goes on to say he will not be visited by harm. It's keeping us from all kinds of things that would be bad for us, that would be bad for our children, that would be bad for our marriages. Proverbs twenty three seventeen says, let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the fear of the Lord all day. Proverbs sixteen six says, by steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord one turns away from evil. So do you see there how the fear of the Lord gives us wisdom, it gives us insight, it keeps us from harm? And there are countless more verses on fearing the Lord because, moms, it's what we were made for. We were made for that creator-creature relationship, remembering that He is God and we are not and neither is anyone else. The consequences of fearing man more than God can actually be staggering, especially when it comes to raising and homeschooling our kids. It literally can change. It will change the trajectory of our lives and our families' lives. And I want you to think multigenerationally, moms. We, When we are raising and homeschooling our children, we are raising and homeschooling our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and our great-great-grandchildren. We have to think multi-generationally and long-term. So imagine your kids caught up in the same bondage that we might be as adults, okay? So this bondage of comparing ourselves and just being um, so unhappy and so discontent and feeling so inadequate all the time and making poor decisions because of that. Now imagine your kids caught up in that same bondage. Is that what you want for them, I know it's not what you want. It's not what I want either. So, because I know how that would feel as a parent. It's like, oh my gosh, I taught them that. I set that example. We don't want to do that. But even more importantly, this is a matter of obedience to God. And God blesses obedience. We have a faithful, faithful God. And as we walk in obedience to Him, He blesses that. So as hard as it can be sometimes to not compare ourselves to others, it is worth the effort. It is worth the effort to intentionally move away from fearing man and toward fearing God above all. I asked one of our daughters, our daughter Jenna, about just comparisons. What thoughts do you have on this that maybe I could share with the listeners? She said, when you seek Christ in your decisions regarding your kids, you can confidently smile at the rest of the world and all their unsolicited advice, opinions, and pressures, knowing you're doing the right thing. We want long-term outcomes, not temporary accolades. So by those standards, comparing is essentially a disservice to yourself and your family. I love that. I thought that was so good. And you know, this is something that my husband and I learned as we moved along in raising our kids. My husband is absolutely so good at this, so good at not caring what other people think. He really helped me a lot because I tend to be a people pleaser. And he taught me um, and and led me in that way of saying, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is God pleased with us? Are we at peace? Are we in agreement? Do we believe that this is what what God has for us and how he wants us to walk out our lives with our kids? If the answer is yes, we can smile at other people. And we did all the time. And I think there was a level of confidence that came um, just that just sort of permeated our demeanor as we were out and about with our kids because we hardly ever got hassled about, you know, having all these kids and homeschooling and all that. People would make, you know, just the normal, what they think is a funny joke. And we just laugh and go on our way because we don't care. We didn't care. We were at peace with what God was having us to do. And moms, that's my prayer for you today. My prayer for you is that you will be able to just continue to move forward um, in peace with the Lord and with your with your husband, without having to resort to comparisons. Because quite frankly, it's a, it's a tar baby. At the end of the day, it is never going to end any place good. In fact, it's going to be it's going to do harm, as the scriptures were saying. So I want to, when I was thinking about this years ago, I wanted to tell this story real quick before I wrap up this episode, but I remember thinking about, you know, tending to, you know, what was in front of me versus, you know, looking, kind of being tempted to compare myself with others. And it was like the Lord just so clearly said to me, just take care of your own backyard. Don't worry about anyone else's backyard. You know, don't worry about whether they're doing it right or wrong or whether you're doing it right or wrong by comparison. Keep your eyes on me. This is what I've given you. This yard back here, this is your space. This is your garden. This is what I've called you to tend. You're wasting time when you stand at the fence and look over the fence at somebody else's yard and compare it to what you have, either way, good or bad. And so- That's my prayer for you today, moms, is that you will be faithful to fully engage and tend to your own backyard. Now, it doesn't mean we can't learn from other people. It doesn't mean that we can't grow, but we need to be careful and make sure that we are asking God to keep our hearts in check. Because at the end of the day, That person over there does not have the husband that you have, does not have the children that you have, does not have the giftings that you have. God has purposely put you and your children and your spouse together. He has weaved your family together. This is His sovereign work. And this is the work that He has put in front of you to do. Let's do it with all of our hearts and not spend our time time wasting our time comparing ourselves to others and I think when we're tempted to compare we need to ask ourselves this question from Galatians 1:10. for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God or am I trying to please man it's a good question to ask ourselves when we are tempted to compare let's pray Lord I just thank you so much For your goodness. I thank you for your patience and your kindness with us, Lord. We thank you that you are continually reminding us of what is true and right. God, keep us oriented toward you. And Lord, I specifically pray over this temptation to compare. I ask that you would keep us from giving into that temptation. Lord, I ask that you would give us wisdom, that you would keep us oriented toward you, that you would keep us in a place where we are fearing you, caring more about what you think than what anyone else thinks. Thank you that we can know what you think and we can know um, what the purpose of our lives needs to be as we read your word and as we spend time in prayer. Lord, speak to us. By the power of your Holy Spirit, give us wisdom. Give us direction. Help us to take the time to quiet the other voices and to listen for the still small voice of the Holy Spirit that we would stay on a trajectory with our families that would lead to a great harvest, Lord. Let us remember that we are not just investing in our children, but in our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and our great-great-grandchildren. Lord, pour out a blessing over all of the households represented here, and may we be found faithful to fear you above man. Okay, moms, before you leave I just want to remind you about a resource that I like to share after each podcast. Are you looking to give your child a well-rounded education while also ensuring positive socialization opportunities and their ability to succeed in life? Consider joining a Classical Conversations community and homeschooling alongside local families. Led by a trained licensed director, families learn through Classical Conversations proven Christ-centered curriculum together in a community. With locations in all 50 states and over 50 countries, There's bound to be a community near you to find your community today visit com slash Dorinda that's com slash Dorinda I'll leave a link in the show notes have a great day